welcome to Bunta Vista. It is episode 50. Oh, that's right, folks. The podcast is 50 years old. Jesus. <laughs> the podcast is middle-aged. Uh, I'm okay. Andrew. I'm Andrew and I'm here with Ben. Hi, Hello. Ben. Hello. Uh, and also Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hello. I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go buy a sports car and uh, date a 17-year-old. Mm. 18. Mm. 18 year old. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> good. 17 and 11 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we're here for, our, for our, a big special anniversary episode because um, it also very recently was, was one year since we started doing the podcast. Wow. Unbelievable to think. Just recently it was our one year anniversary and today it's our 50th anniversary. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Uh, we looked it up. It's gold. So if anybody would like to send gold bars, gold bullion. Mm, I'll take some bullion. I know that in our group chat before, Lucy had been like, it's silver, and I had just instantly sexistly assumed that because she was a woman, she was 100% correct about Mm. it. It Horrible. It's still work to be done. I'm still growing. Uh, All all those 50-year-long relationships Lucy's had. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, um, So, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening for long enough for us to get through 50 episodes and here we are at the very last one unbelievable <laughs> we did it we did it folks i don't want to done it i don't want to ruin the mood yeah are we certain that it's episode 50 not because <laughs> i think you have fucked up remembering it this time i think that part's probably fine uh I think at some point our numbering system between the bonus episodes and the regular episodes may have been sketchy. Oh, that's look, that's not including bonus episodes. Oh, this is just public episodes, so oh, we've okay. we've probably done more like um eighty something episodes. Huh. Well, that's uh, I mean that's even better. I thought it was I a, mo- know, I it was a month. Or, could have been possible. I feel like it was a month or two in before we started doing a, a weekly bonus episode. Yeah, it was a while. Um, and there was maybe like one one week over Christmas where we didn't do one, and one time that um we just we just fucked up so tragically that we said we threw up our hands and said it's the one time no episode this week, which is why it makes sense. We lost we're number fifty five hundred subscribers that day, and true. all of them were deserved. Uh, I even I, I'm looking right now at the SoundCloud, and the last episode was episode forty nine. Much obliged. Wow, well, good on us. It's a lot of work. I respect yeah. us. Is he much obliged? <laughs> I did. So it's a pun when it's written. Yeah. But not mm-hmm. out loud. Well, that's why I kind of said obliged. I would have thought it would have been much obliged. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, much obliged, Jared Blige's name, because he got mad at Lucy. And Well, no, sorry. He made a, he made a video and posted he got it to not Facebook mad and Twitter at me. about how not mad he was. That was honestly it's incredible. Was incredible. It was such a good day. That was like, good. the video was one of the first things I saw when I woke up. Like, I just immediately reached for my phone. I was like, oh, what the fuck's everybody talking about? And I was just like, oh, it's incredible. So good. Oh, very good. It's like, uh, it's almost, I mean, it's... It's such a juvenile attitude to the internet, but at the same time, it's so incredibly satisfying to piss someone off so much that you get their attention. Yeah. It's very gratifying. It's very gratifying. And um, I, I, my favorite part by far was the bit in the video where he said, uh, this stuff doesn't offend me. So, you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even care. 
as as I continued in my in my <laughs> professionally produced video with multiple edits. <laughs> uh, it was very good, folks. If you weren't aware, go back and listen to the last episode because um, Lucy good. managed to managed to make the former Attorney General and Justice Minister of Queensland mad. And he's a real piece of shit too. So you know, no one needs yeah, to be upset it about it. Yeah, makes it so much better. That mm. yeah. sweetens the pot. Yep, well, Lucy got to learn about Jared Blige that day as well. I had no idea who he was. Well, I was, I was someone tagged I was, me in his video and I was like, who the fuck? I was reading out his um, his litany of crimes against the great state of Queensland and Lucy was like, this guy's a real piece of shit. Uh, and yeah, he is. He's, he is indeed. Yep, so a big, a big fuck to you, Jared Blige. Folks, we got some important Australian news on the slate for you. You guys like Australian news? I'm, I'm yeah, speaking both to both to you guys on the show and also rhetorically to the people listening. I was going to let the audience answer first. That's very polite of you. Uh, so let's take a pause just for a minute. Everybody, yell at your <laughs> at your phone, your car speakers, whatever you're listening to it on at the moment. Especially if what, you're on a train. Yeah. Uh, yes, yell the answer. You just uh, got to say y- yes or no. So I'm just going to throw it out there now. Hey, do you like Australian news? Perfect. Okay. Good I was, answer. I was um, picturing you like holding the microphone out, like when uh, yeah. musicians do like call and response stuff. Oh, I was. I was. Yeah. And in the in the wake of your answer, folks, um, boy, <laughs> do I have good or bad news for you. <laughs> the world's um, first interactive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We've got really important news for you, like a piece from the Sydney Morning Herald uh, by Angus Thompson about... Uh, a police officer who flicked his colleague's genitalia, losing his court appeal. <laughs> very. <laughs> I feel like this is a very Australian news story. Mm-hmm. All the American ones are like, uh, shot six babies in the face, uh, yeah. placed placed on pay with double leave. <laughs> Sorry, placed on leave with double pay. Uh, but this one, no. A, a testicle flicking officer <laughs> has failed in a court of appeal bid to brand a harassment investigation unfair because he was denied access to the identities of his accusers. Couldn't he just, like, go through his mental list of people whose balls inflict? <laughs> well, it, it sounds a lot in the story like he did, in fact, have a mental list of people that he is more than likely offended. Uh, Fairfield Senior Constable Shane Summersford received a warning following claims that he had exposed his testicles to other officers, flicked colleagues' genitalia, and poked them on the buttocks. He launched Supreme Court proceedings, alleging he was denied procedural fairness as he was unable to view the complete contents of the witness statements against him. Uh, The court saga was sparked by an anonymous complaint made in March 2015 that Senior Constable Summersford had exposed parts of his genitals to co-workers, inappropriately touched them, and used sexually charged and obscene language. Imagining he said things like, Boobies. (laughs) Boobies and titty balls. Uh, Detective Inspector Stuart Cadden from Fairfield Local Area Command began the investigation after getting an anonymous complaint. The complaint named 25 potential witnesses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, this guy sounds like he's, he's the real uh, spark plug of the office. And when you can safely say, yeah, the, oh, oh do, can I think of anyone else whose genitals he's touched or shown his balls to? Here's a short list of 25 of my colleagues. Uh, In the second of two interviews, Senior Constable Summersford complained that he didn't know the names of his accusers. 
According to Justice Payne. <laughs> Good Lord. You got you got to say it like that. That is a great name. That's a great name. Um, he, quote, he said that if he had known, he could have told Inspector Cadden whether they had it in for him and whether their statements were likely to amount to reprisals. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> Adding that the officer declined to identify anyone he suspected of holding a grudge. I, <laughs> I really like the idea that... um. I really like the idea that if there's, like, work, workplace complaints against you from, like, you know, two dozen people, that a sufficient defense to that is saying, well, you tell me who they are, and I'll tell you if they probably got it in for me. And if they do, we can just cross their name off the list. I mean, <laughs> I imagine he probably wouldn't be wrong in that they have it in for him because he flicked their balls. <laughs> Keeps he keeps touching my balls. I can't. I'm just kind of stuck on the fact that the, the it's that he flicked people's balls, poked people's buttocks, and also exposed his own balls. Like, I don't. I. What are you getting out of any? Of what's these? the common thread between those three actions? Right. Like, I guess oh, I'm poking you in the butt. Oh, I'm flicking your balls. Oh, I'm a weirdo, and I'm fucking <laughs> attacking you. But also the like weird exhibitionist part of it, being like, "Oh, I flick your balls now. Look at mine. Look at mine. You want to flick them? You got to flick them. Flick my balls. He wants to be flicked. Maybe that. Yeah. Don't well, all of us just want to be flicked, Lucy? <laughs> maybe the entire thing is an elaborate exercise in goading other people into flicking his balls. <laughs> I flick your balls so much. Look at look at mine. They're out. Oh, you can take such a shot at my balls right now. <laughs> Ripe for the flicking. Oh, imagine. Ripe for the flicking. I've stretched uh, them apart so they'll make a really good elasticy twang if you do it. I, I'm I'm not a guy who loves like the sack tap at the best of times. You know, I, um, not a fan. How do you feel at the worst of times? Not a not a fan. I I don't enjoy it. It's not my kind of horseplay. You know, um, and and that's also not in a professional environment. I'm not at work any of the times that that has ever happened to me, which I will probably limit to high school. Probably say being sack-tapped by a footy player in high school is about the extent of my experience with it. Um, I like. I kind of feel like the first time it happens to you at work, the conversation immediately after that is going to be, uh, no. I I don't need anybody touching my balls at work, mm. let alone striking them, flicking at them. Come on, buddy. Now, in his defense, <laughs> Senior Constable okay. Summersford. In his defense, Senior oh, this Constable is the article, Summersford. right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was this you. is not me. This like, is not oh, me defending. Wow, this is going to get strange. <laughs> yeah, got to see both sides, man. Got to see, got to see both balls. <laughs> Senior Constable Summersford said that he would flick colleagues' groins as others had done to him in his police career, very normal, but that he didn't make contact. Now... What? There's... There's a lot to unpack there. Big hole. Big hole in the logic there. Uh, I would flick people's groins, which... Like... I I guess he's flicking at people's groins yeah but if that's what you meant you'd, you'd say i was flicking at someone's groin you know it's like the difference between uh like threatening to snap a, a towel at somebody and actually doing it and you know 
giving them a welt or something. Um, if somebody said, hey, this guy snapped me with a towel, and you could be like, no, no, no. I, sort of, I snapped it at him. It made a noise. Didn't get him. You wouldn't say, yeah, I like, whipped this dude with a towel, but it didn't make contact. That's I think it strange. is important to keep in mind that he's a cop, so his command of language is not <laughs> necessarily going to be extremely good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, he denied that it was, quote, sexually based and that anyone could believe it would uh, and that anyone could believe it was harassment although acknowledged it must stop oh he denied <laughs> that anyone could believe it was harassment although I he acknowledged it must stop like a lot of people could believe flicking people in the balls in a, is harassment hmm. at work yes Re- repeatedly in- flicking your 25 colleagues in their groins I would say that there is no form of intimate relationship bar a very, very specific form of very communicated sexual contract <laughs> where flicking someone in the balls is fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, even if I had been married to someone for 30 years, if I just, like, rolled over one morning and they were just like, oh, going to do it, just flicked me in the balls, I'd be like, that's bad. I'm upset by this. (laughs) Upset by you deliberately striking me in a very sensitive part of my anatomy. I'm going to say it. And I don't care if this is controversial. Yeah. Don't flick people. Yeah. It's fair. Hmm. Just in general, I think. The balls are like specifically. Yeah. But just generally too. I wouldn't wouldn't even appreciate it. Where it's like a super cold day and then someone flicks your ear. Oh, I was just about to get to ear flicking. No, thank you. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be cool if somebody was like coming up and flicking the back of one of my ears at work all the time. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I generally don't want people to touch me at work. Yeah, see, and I, I work always... from home. <laughs> I always think that this makes me a big freak, but like, I'm not a I'm not a a touchy workplace dude. Like, um, see a lot of people who do like a lot of a lot of hugging, a lot of enthusiastic shaking hands, back slapping and shit. And I'm like, work in an office. There's almost no reason for us to have to make any physical contact mm-hmm. with each other at any point of the day. No one should have to stand within a meter of another person <laughs> at an office unless the urinals are weirdly close together. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I will say this, Senior Constable Summersford, he denied poking anyone in the buttocks or exposing <laughs> his testicles. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I flicked some Yeah, I flicked some balls. That's normal cop stuff. I've had my balls flicked, I've flicked some balls. It's regular cop business. I, I I did not and I will not poke anyone in the buttocks, sir. Uh Superintendent Peter Lennon of Fairfield Local Area Command issued Senior Constable Summersford a warning after finding that the officer had quote flicked officers' testicles, poked their buttocks, and exposed his testicles and made inappropriate comments of a sexual nature about colleagues' wives when he referred to them as cunts. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I love that because it's got the formulation of we're not going to tell you what it is. We're just going to say he made inappropriate comments. Then they say what the inappropriate comments are. Refer That's incredible. As, uh, C dash 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 dash, which in Australia, we all know that means. Well, that means coming. Yeah. Well, it could have been Cox. Grow up, Ben. Grow Grow up. Uh, Now, coming back to what you were saying about his reading comprehension might not be the best. 
Uh, Senior Constable Summersford appealed on several grounds, including that the material provided to him during the investigation was, quote, vague, imprecise, lacking specificity, and left the appellant confused. (laughs) 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 But, But I don't get it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, fire that dude. That's fine. It's totally fine. And while you're at it, fire every cop. So he just, like... All of them. I should say, though, this is him... Th- as far as I can tell, he's not getting fired or anything. He was appealing, receiving a warning about this. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, that's weird. Had, I would have assumed was... that police just kind of, like, collected warnings on their records... As like a, a ranking system. They're basically <laughs> yeah. like achievements. Like, oh, wow, two people have died in your custody. Oh, that's pretty good. We'll take him. Oh, nice. Well, maybe it's like lethal weapon and shit, you know, where the more complaints you get, the more they're like, ah, he must be a loose cannon. Therefore, he must get results. Mm. You know? And so you just go together. They go hand in hand. Oh, dear. Um, all right, guys, if you had to have one part of your anatomy flicked once a day by a shitty colleague, what are you picking? I reckon the butt cheek is not a bad spot to be flicked. If you get right in the center of the butt cheek, it's so cushioned. Yeah. It's not going to really hurt, to my mind. It's a little bit a little bit sexually aggressive, though, isn't it? A yeah. flick? Uh, is it a I've, flick sexually aggressive? I would feel weird if my co-worker flicked me on the bum. Oh, I t- guess there's... Touched your bum. Maybe day. a different... Yeah. Bear in maybe mind. Maybe a different context here. Yeah. Bear in mind, you All of do your co-workers like... are really hot, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, how, how yeah. hot is my co-worker in this scenario? I was going to say, bear in mind, in this context, it's a shitty colleague that you do not like. Oh. You I find still them want obnoxious, it and every day they come past once and they flick you. I feel like my ass will just absorb all of the strength of the blow. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Fair. I'll take one flick to the chest. Oh, so no. Don't have, t- don't have no. titties? That'd hurt. Don't... No. Yeah. How it's, hard do you think he's flicking you? It's right above the bone. <laughs> Go on. Are you just all bones, men? Mostly. That's true. I'm you know 10% what they say, water, uh, 80% bones, <laughs> uh, 10% teeth. <laughs> just a like cushion butt. Yeah. 10% teeth. Oh, dear. What Folks. about you, Lucy? Where's your... I'm going to be boring because I definitely don't want to be flicked on the chest or buttocks. So mm-hmm. I'll take the I'll take the upper arm. It's a nice, uh, nice yeah, little cushioned one. bit of muscle there. Oh, maybe on you. Yeah, on oh. me. Body shaming now, Ben? Are we? No, it's I mean, in that she has muscles. That's the opposite <laughs> of body shaming. Uh, Thank you. Well, there we go. Well, um, yeah. Next, next get together, we'll all flick each other as colleagues do. I just love that. Please don't flick Theo. uh, (laughs) Anywhere. On any part of the body. Uh, And if you are going to be breathing around him, please angle it away from his body. (laughs) Gently. Gentle breathing. (sighs) So, uh, folks, Amazon.com. No more shipping to Australia from July 1st. Take that, Australian consumers. Just Uh, one more little turd in your mouth. Hey, you like that one? I... This... So I, was, I felt mixed about this because, you know, like I get the idea that we should. All right. All right I'm going to tell you exactly what my thought process was here. We're, we're going to make Australia great again. Got it. Yeah. That was the four steps in the process. Make <laughs> Australia great again. 
And I was like, oh, look, fair enough that maybe we should be paying taxes in Australia. And then I was like, well, no, that's a, it's a sales tax, so it's kind of a regressive tax and really the burden of the tax bank should be on the companies, on the consumer. And then I was like, well, we're just fucking giving money to fucking Jeff Bozos, if you know who I'm talking about. Nice, nice. Uh, clowns. Uh, and that sucks. And then, ultimately, Galaxy level brain meme i was like oh no that's where i buy a bunch of my vhs tapes from <laughs> <laughs> suddenly it all starts to hit a little close yeah it? now it's personal uh from the afr australian consumers have hit out at amazon's decision to stop online shoppers from importing products from its overseas e-commerce sites e-commerce yeah people don't really talk about e-commerce anymore no, it's mm. just it's just buying shit. It's just buying shit off the site. We just call it uh, commerce when the, now. When the new goods and services tax regime comes into effect in July, from July 1st, when the GST will apply to overseas purchases under $1,000, Australian shopping on Amazon overseas sites such as Amazon.com and .co.uk will be redirected to the Australian site, Amazon.com.au, which offers about 60 million products across 23 categories. Amazon okay. will no longer ship from its overseas sites to addresses in Australia, Instead, Amazon has established a global store option on its Australian site, offering more than 4 million products that were previously only accessible from Amazon.com and will collect and remit the 10% GST on these sales. Uh, however, the global store will offer a fraction of the 480 million products now available on Amazon.com. Yes, this is uh, another... I feel like there's a lot of things in Australia like... Um, like online shopping and uh, pay TV and previously our car manufacturing market and all that sort of thing, where we we just had these industries that completely well not just pay TV but also free to air TV industries that just completely refused to make any kind of effort to adapt to what was a very clearly changing world market um, and waited for way too long until they were very behind the eight ball and then just said, mm, government, make it really hard for people to get other stuff so that we don't have to change anything. Uh, that's how I feel about free-to-air uh, free air stations and their, like, uh, their on-demand apps and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They'll just Love our Netflix selection. I love the 10 movies on Australian Netflix. Oh, it's great, isn't it? So good. I like to have them recommend uh, the movie that I watched two movies ago as <laughs> the movie I should watch next. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's all to do with the complaints of people like um, good old withered crone Jerry Harvey, uh, who's the billionaire retailer who owns uh, Harvey, the Harvey Norman chain, where you can go if you'd like to get a fridge for more than a fridge is worth. Yeah. You know, I, I went on an impassioned rant a while back about Super Amart. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel even worse about going into Harvey Norman. Mm. I fucking hate Harvey Norman. They are just horrible spaces full of depression and emptiness. Uh, they are just, uh, they have an unbelievably large footprint just in terms of size and an extensive range of furniture. But they none do of not which have what is you affordable want. <laughs> or good. And there's no one in the fucking stores. And the music's always down really quiet. So you fucking, you go in there. I went in just looking for like to see if they had a specific kind of bookshelf that I wanted. They fucking, of course, didn't. But it took me like 20 minutes to walk across the floor and back again. And the whole time there's like these scattered 
salespeople. You know, there's like five of them in this space that is like the size of a football field. All of them just watching me the whole time. I feel so <laughs> scrutinized that I can't walk properly. Like, it's fucking horrible. I hated it so much. I enjoyed Fuck an experience recently. I was buying a, um, was buying like a, a Wacom tablet and uh, I looked on, and I wanted it like pretty quickly. And I looked on um, the Officeworks site because they sell them. And I looked um, on like Harvey Norman and both of these sites gave me the same excellent experience, which we're all used to in the year 2018, which is I went on there and I said, I would like a Wacom tablet and I searched for it. And they said, we have the Wacom tablet that you want. And I said, cool. And I went in there and I was like, how much is it? And they were like, this much, it's reasonable. And I said, cool, let me just add that to the cart and order it. And they said, yeah, you can't really order it per se. Um, <laughs> we won't send it to you, but what we can do is have it sent to a store that's near you and mm. you can go to the store and get it. And I went, what the fuck is the point Why of ordering something off the internet if I just got to go to a store to buy it? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think you're oversimplifying it a bit there. Uh, I felt like I was going crazy then. If you... If you'd just bought it from a shop, you would have had to have gone to a shop. Whereas this way, you're ordering it. Oh, no. No, I can see what your problem with it is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's terrible. <laughs> no, well, see, what, what I've always wanted about, like, going into a store and seeing if they have a product and then if they've got the product, picking it up and taking it to the counter and paying for it. What I've always wanted to happen there is to introduce an entirely separate step uh, and several days in between where I have to wait for the thing to arrive at the store. It's called slow shopping, and it's about <laughs> mindfulness. <laughs> like, uh, I assume it's probably something to do with just, like, basically, I don't know, helping them manage their stock levels. Yeah, instead of oh, actually why, forecasting yeah. demand. Uh, why oh, take I up space in a store? I might know why this is. It's because no one buys anything from Harvey Norman. Yeah. So they can Ever. only afford to get like three tablets across all of the stores hmm. and then just move them around. Who buys things in Harvey Norman? Is it just like middle-aged people? Well, okay. So the reason that I went into one the other day and was looking for some furniture is because George wanted to buy a, a fucking Nutribullet, which I, firmly on the record, strongly being against. We already have blenders. <laughs> Don't fucking need a Nutribullet. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, she bought the Nutribullet, didn't she? Oh, she? Well, she didn't buy it from Harvey Norman. Uh, thank <laughs> fuck. Or I would have been... That's just that's a, a horrible insult if that had been the case. She ended up buying it from the good guys, which I find Oh, well, you know they're good because of the name. Yeah. It's right there in the name. They're the good they're, guys. Are good guys a national chain as well? Do you guys get those in the South? Yeah, yeah. yeah we got them. Yeah, they're one of those weird things where I'd never think to go to one, ever. And the fact that George did, I find overwhelming. Just unsettling. Right? Who is the woman that I married? Shocking stuff. I'm sorry mm. to hear it, Ben. Yeah, thank you very much, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jerry Harvey, of course, a uh, big prick that he is, uh, he's always complained about online shopping being, uh, quote, un-Australian. <laughs> uh, and in 2016, he had this to say. So, 
Yeah, online shopping is un-Australian because um, you can just go on the internet and pay a reasonable price for a thing and it comes to your house. Oh, okay. Because what, what Jerry Harvey would really like is for you to continue to have to go into his abysmal stores and pay way, way more for something that it's worth. Ideally, I'm sure he would like you to not be able to compare the prices of things in his store to things anywhere else. Mm. I wouldn't um, be surprised if he has like mobile phone blockers that are on inside Harvey Norman. There's yeah. no way you're accessing the internet while you're in here. It's all guesswork. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, he he's a, a great guy who's campaigned very, very hard to bring in this lowering of the GST threshold on just every item, not just things over $1,000. And um, So here's a little snippet from 2016 uh, to give you an insight into the mind of the man that we've just done this great big favor to. Uh, here's here's a 2016 news story. Billionaire retailer Jerry Harvey says Australia has been ungovernable since John Howard was dumped from office and claims that the only cure for the nation's broken democracy, hamstrung by years of dismal infighting, is to install a dictator. Holy shit. He's gone Latham. Yeah, I mean, sure, you're not making as big a profit off your, your retail empire as you used to be. What's the natural solution to that? Blame the whole country, obviously. Whole country, dictatorship. Mm. It's A to B, really, you know? Connect the dots. It's obvious. Jesus Christ. If you think about it for even a second. He has brain disease. Hmm. Speaking of brain disease, uh, Channel <laughs> 9 has failed to get their racial vilification complaint against Sonia Kruger thrown out. Ooh. So... I don't know if you guys remember, I'm pretty sure that we talked about this on Vaguely. an episode Vaguely. long ago. Although it was, a, maybe it was before we even started doing the podcast. It was like two years I ago. I feel like it might <laughs> have been. I, feel like we yeah. I don't know. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I remember it all being very silly. I, yeah. I feel like it must have been, because I'm pretty sure we wrote about it for SBS Comedy, which means yeah, it would Yeah, that's probably what this. I'm remembering. It's probably before the podcast. Um, so, to give you the context, folks, to give you the context, um, it's from an article on uh, bnt.com.au, BNT Magazine, which um, when you read it in a URL, it looks like it's a website for Adam Bant, the Greens, the Greens guy. But it's not. It's just spelled the same. Uh, Kruger sparked controversy almost two years ago during an appearance on the Today Show where she recommended that the government put a temporary ban on Muslim immigration, endorsing an article by News Corp columnist and friend of the show, Andrew Bolt. Uh, let's, let's take a listen to this clip from exceedingly sensible woman, Sonia Kruger. Or is it actually really simple? I mean, personally, I think Andrew Bolt has a point here that there is a correlation between the number of people who are, you know, are Muslim in a country and the number of terrorist attacks. Now, I have a lot of very good friends who are Muslim, who are peace-loving, who are beautiful people, but there are fanatics. And does the population and the correlation between those two things, is it having an impact? I mean, if you look at Japan, Japan has a population of 174 million. It has 100,000 people in that country who are Muslim. We never hear of terrorist attacks in Japan. Personally, I would like to see it stop now for Australia because I want to feel safe, as all of our citizens do, when they go out to celebrate Australia Day. And I'd like to see freedom of speech. And Lisa, I think, you know, we're seeing I'd like journalists to see freedom threatened. of religion as well. Ah, uh, Sonia, you big dummy. <laughs> big um, old I, idiot. 
Yeah, I seem to remember us talking at some point about um, some of those big stinky furfies. Like, um, who was it? We talked about it on an episode. Um, somebody bringing up the there's no terrorism in Japan thing. Oh, when was the last terrorist attack in Japan? Japan and is also very, I won't say racist, I will say nationalist. <laughs> but but they also have, like, those incidents, like the, the guy in the last year or two who, like, drove a truck through tons of people at a festival and murdered heaps of people. And mm. they had that guy who, like, massacred all the people in a nursing home with knives. And Oh, like, yeah, normal shit. Normal yeah, stuff. They, they've absolutely had, like, these mass murders and horrifying incidents and stuff, but... Yeah, because the person because the person who did it wasn't a Muslim, they go, "Oh, well, that wasn't a a Muslim terror attack, so it doesn't count." And uh, yeah, so you still have all of these these wild attacks from people, but um, you know, so she she popped off about that and caught a bunch of shit for it, quite rightly. Uh, she then <laughs> she also put up an Instagram post. Uh, if I can read you this famous quote. Um, Following the atrocities of last week in Nice, where 10 children lost their lives, as a mother, I believe it's vital in a democratic society to be able to discuss these issues without automatically being labelled racist. God. Should have just said as a mother and I would would have all just come flooding back to me. Yep. As a mother. As a mother. As a mother. Absolute classic. Um, Yeah, I mean... As a mother, of course, you think things are vital in democratic societies. Uh, it's mainly related to, to being a mother. Hmm. Uh, just, just so transparently, like, deployed as a shield against criticism. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, so, yeah, she, somebody made a complaint um, to the Civil and Administrative Tribunal, I believe, a racial vilification complaint. And they said, look, obviously, you know, she's she's complaining about Muslim people living in Australia. Uh, it's pretty pretty obviously racially motivated and everything. And uh, so so that was dismissed um, in the last day or two. And she is going to have to front up to the tribunal. Now, there was a post from uh, from Tim Matthews on Twitter, who you can find at um, Tim P Matthews. I thought you would enjoy his bio, Ben, uh, which says, Law, crime, queer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do. I do enjoy yeah. that. little rainbow at the end. Um, and he just posted the thing saying, um, Nine Network and Sonia Kruger failed to have a racial discrimination case against them kicked out. They tried to argue that, quote, Muslims living in Australia, end quote, are not a group of, quote, ethno-religious origin end quote, within the meaning of the Anti-Discrimination Act, 1977. So I love that she basically instructed her lawyers to use the defense of Islam is not a race. Mm-hmm. Just in fancier words. Uh, yep. I, I, it's interesting that they specify that as in Australia, as if Australia has a unique history of uh, white Muslim, well, yeah, white Muslim immigrants. Well, not immigrants, sorry, like white Muslims, like, we don't really have an existing culture of that at this stage. But, uh, yeah, so I think that is uh, funny, and I hope that she eats a big turd at that thing. Mm. Well, yeah, fingers crossed, she is ordered by the court 
to <laughs> eat a big turd. Eat mm. one turd. I hope she gets up there on the stand and goes, as a mother, it's not num, a race. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, delicious turd. <laughs> Common <laughs> punishment for our international <laughs> listeners. Yeah, it's... <laughs> We've got so. the boot, the the giant boot, and boot. Uh, the turd. <laughs> eating a <Big> turd. <laughs> while everyone watches. <laughs> we got all we got all the big bananas. We got all those sorts of things, and we got our big turd. <laughs> oh dear! Speaking of um, idiots, idiot racists. Mm. Um, Channel 10's Hugh Rimmington is also reporting that um, Malcolm Farr says that Pauline Hanson wants to drop Senator Brian Burston from number one on the New South Wales Senate ticket. She's keen on getting Mark Latham. Hell yes. Please My do it. My goodness. Did you see, I think this clip might have just gone up before we went on, the clip of her crying on Sky News. Oh, no. Describing no. how... You sure she wasn't just talking? <laughs> uh, uh, no, she was actually in tears talking about Brian Burston betraying her because he didn't get the number one spot on the thing. and. I reckon they had sex. Reckon I reckon they... there's something going on there. She's very emotional about it. You think they were flicking each other's genitals? <laughs> I think there was a lot of genital flicking going on. So, uh, yeah, she just like completely removed from you know, any sexual stuff. Like, she just immediately gets such a weird, combative relationship with everyone that gets brought into the party. Like, yep. the, it's always just like, ah, oh, I'm bringing this person in, and they're great, and they're going to be great representatives and stuff. And about six weeks later, they're, like, at each other's throats in the media. Usually involves the other person abandoning the party with their, with their seat that they're now elected to. Did you see the thing from this morning uh, where she did that press conference with the new candidate? Um, what are you? What's his name? Peter... Peter Greek last name. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ben. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's like George. That's fine. But it's got I-O-U at the end. It's that one. European racism is fine. Giorgio. Giorgio. Uh, that was more <laughs> racist. I'm so sorry. Uh, so he is the guy that, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, replaced old mate Rod Cullerton, who is... Senator in exile. Yeah. The brother... No, I'm sorry. Yeah, he is the brother of Rod Cullerton's wife. <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like I'm not making that up. Oh, um, all the people they get are just the weirdest units. They're all. I, I just they're all just double so, check this. They're all so patently like. Yep. Yeah, 100. percent He is. He is Rod Cullerton's wife's brother. Yeah. Uh, so they, wow. they did a press conference this morning where he was talking to the press uh, with Pauline Hanson there. And then at one point, it appears they're finished. Pauline Hanson walks off and then he just keeps talking. <laughs> and it goes for a little while. And then he turns around, realizes she's gone, says to the audience, I did not realize she had left. I am going to go now. <laughs> and then leaves. Oh, man. I, see, I remember on another episode, full of callbacks today, full of callbacks. Um, yeah, on another episode we were, where we had a friend of the show, Matt Brady, on, and we were running down, like, all of the extremely weird units in the, was it the Queensland election, where they, where they had all the, Queensland or WA, where they had all the, 
like failed. I think it was mostly channels. Queensland, uh, but yeah, they, it happened in both because Western Australia and Queensland were the two places where they did that. We're going to like try and put a, a candidate in every seat, so they just got fucking anyone. Yeah, and like we we were just running down all these different people. And it's just so clear that that it's like anyone who would put their hand up and open their wallet for a shot for a shot at being you know an an elected an elected official of some kind. Um, and there was there was the woman whose name I cannot remember at all, but she was someone who was like you know a bit bit edgy, but uh, like a relatively you know actual representative of the community kind of thing. And um and she dropped out of the race like one or two days before the election. She was just like, no, can't do it. I'm not going through with it. And yeah, it just it just made me think at the time like, oh yeah, like they they don't do any candidate vetting because the the only people they run are the only people they can get to run. The only vetting that takes place is candidates realizing that they are absolutely insane and getting off the train before it leaves the station. Like, that's the only kind of vetting that takes place at that point. Yeah, or the post-vetting where journalists look at their Facebook pages and then find them uh, doing Nazi salutes in front of swastikas they've mowed into their backyard and then find out they're also the same cop kidnapped a bunch of Aboriginal teens and dumped them in the middle of nowhere with no shoes. Oh, yeah, he kidnapped some Or running a sex shop. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Fucked up. Remarkable. Remarkable stuff. Very, very silly. Hey, folks. Speaking of friend of the show, Matt Brady. Remember him? Uh-huh. Not, not, not familiar with his work. Hmm. Okay. It's a little cold, but Got him. it's fine. Got him. Got his ass. Friend of the show, Matt Brady, posted something online today. Shared something with us. It was a post from the Instagram of a special man. (gasps) A special man that we've covered on this show before. I think you know who I'm talking about. That's right, folks. I'm talking about the old where in the wide world of where's Warney is Warney. That was the loudest thing I've so ever loud. heard in my entire life. Mm. It has destroyed so, my ears. I'll turn it down in post, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'll turn it down in post. Don't do this to the punters. Yeah, it looked it looked very quiet on the on the thing. I tell you what, it didn't look quiet inside my eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh friend of the show, Matt Brady, posted an Instagram post of uh, Shane Warns uh, saying, nice one, Warney. <laughs> Shane Warn 23 on Instagram uh, posted a, a picture that was really just a bit of text. That bit of text said, your stripper name is the color of your underwear and the last thing you ate. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> Classic nice comedy. One. Nice one, Warney. Did he say Indeed. what his is? He does not, in fact, say what his is. Oh. I bet it's oh. white pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
goddamn. Uh, which, look, of course, leads me to the obvious question. Folks, what are your stripper names? Uh, Black Chippies. <laughs> I had a little bowl of chippies earlier. <sighs> what was what was the uh, how do I do my stripper name? Uh, it's the color of your underwear and the last thing you ate. I don't know what color my underwear is. Who knows <laughs> Find that? Out. Who knows like that just entire, offhand? Like ten hours ago that you last exactly. Saw if only there was some sort of reference point close to your body that you could check. Look, they're blue. Uh huh. What did I eat? Pizza. That's a shitty stripper name. Yeah, blue pizza fucking sucks. That really fucking sucks. Sounds I knew it was going to be pizza, though. I knew it was going to be blue pizza. Italian. <laughs> yeah, oh, something fancy. Dear. Blue caviar. That's folks. definitely what I just ate. Mm. Could be worse, folks. Uh, purple quiche. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, quiche. That, no that sounds like bad drugs era Beatles album. Yeah. It's Sounds like something peach. you'd get people to Google in uh, 2005. 100%. <laughs> oh. Disappointing, Warney. Very not, disappointing. Not Let feeling down. it. I'm uh, just going to do Theo's on his behalf. Yeah. I believe it would be none cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> He's really living it up, folks. That sounds like Theo. Ah, that thing we all love to eat, cocaine. <laughs> he's going commando and he's scooping handfuls of cocaine into his mouth as we Munching speak. Munching it down. Swallowing it. Munching it down. Oh, dear. Uh, and that, folks, is the wide world of Wes Morning. That's what he's up to. He's posting really shitty stuff on Instagram. I bet there's some great replies in there. Mm. <laughs> oh, horny, you dog. Oh, you big horny dog. Yeah. By the way, it's before up. before we move on, there are some yeah. fantastic replies on the Warney Instagram Please post. inject some directly into my eyes. It's mostly just like hot chicks replying, bright pink tacos, and Warney replying, ha ha ha, love it. Love it. Sounds like a pussy. Why would you... <laughs> I don't... Why would you specify bright pink? I have no idea. Not just... It can't just be pink, can it? Oh, pink. Oh, I guess that's a pretty dark colour. Oh, it's bright pink. Ooh. Warney, it's blindingly pink. Warney, dog. <laughs> Warney, you fucking sicko. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, it's it's mainly just women saying that? Is that the deal? It's They're the ones that Warney's replying to, is the uh, underwear models. <laughs> of course. Doing laughing face. The weirdest thing <laughs> is that this probably works... It like, probably does. He probably picks up a bunch. Yep. I don't understand how I, I can't fathom wanting to get a bit of Shane Warne. Well, fucking, I, I always have to check just in case I hallucinated this, but he was in a long-term relationship with Liz Hurley? Yes. That's I, true. I can't understand it. What the fuck? And it's not like, you know, we're not trying to say that yeah, looks or everything or whatever, but he also has no personality. And the personality he does have is really awful. He's a grub. He is a grub. He's a creep. He's a creepy dude. He's super horny. So horny. Horny, horny. Horny, horny. That's right. Uh, folks, you know what it's time for. 
That's right. It's time for another edition of Paging Dr. Lucy. Hell yeah. Wherein uh, we scour Reddit's relationships subreddit for people begging for advice. We give them advice. They do not ever receive it. I'm assuming that none of these people listen to the show. But uh, if just I, one does, we will have made a difference. Well, probably not. It's um, way too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's way too late. And also, um, I can't even contact these people to let them know because they all post on throwaway accounts because of their shame. stupid. It's their deep shame. I love seeing when the, the throwaway names are like, diarrhea woman or whatever because the story is about how her boyfriend like keeps having diarrhea in the living room in a bucket because he can't stop playing Dark Souls um, am I wrong to not want to throw his diarrhea away <laughs> am I a bitch because I'm sick of him having diarrhea in the living room while we have company <laughs> so you know we often talk about like our favourite um, our favourite little categories in here uh, as as we alluded to, one of them is um, women who are clearly in, a, in just a terrible, terrible relationship, and they always finish off by saying, "Am I wrong? Am I wrong for not liking to just have buckets of fish heads thrown over me in front of company, uh, all that kind of thing?" This is another category, which is um, posts where it's really obvious what the issue is, and this person's just not quite clicking. Um, and I think this one's pretty apparent. I love this category. <laughs> this this one's uh, probably apparent in the title. It's from a 27-year-old male. Need advice with how to deal with a 28-year-old girlfriend who doesn't realize she's flirting with other guys. Oh, no. Oh, honey. Oh, buddy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. Oh, mate. Uh, <laughs> she just doesn't even know she's doing it. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I need some advice on how to deal with my girlfriend who I think honestly doesn't realize she's flirting with other guys from time to time. We've been dating for eight months and we are totally in love. Plan on marrying in the future, both successful professionals, etc. Everything else that etc. entails there. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not really insecure and don't mind flirting. I know she chose me, we love one another and I trust her. What bothers me is that we talked about our relationship deal breakers, and one of them for her was flirting, i.e. if I was flirting with women. Since then, I never acknowledge women when we are out, when we are in the gym, uh, and hey, most well, I... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you never acknowledge women? Right. Like waitress brings you something, he's flat Don't out even look at her. Serial killer stare, like out the window. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, when you're ordering something. Uh, tell her I will have uh, <laughs> I will have a toasted sandwich you just, announce, you just turn to look out the window and say it out loud you know? if a waiter ever arrives because there isn't one here right now I will have the sliders please hi I don't mean to be difficult but are there any male staff on uh, my, my boyfriend's just he's not acknowledging women right now <laughs> Since then, I never acknowledge women when we are out, when we are in the gym, and the most I ever go is the casual, hi, how are you, and that's it. I do it mostly out of respect for her, oh dedication to our relationship. God. That's powerful respect of a woman right there. That is super woman respect. That I wish I respected my wife. The most I'll ever go is, hi, how are you, and they're like, oh, I'm great, how are you? And you just, just like, turn oh, away. fuck, I've run out of words. 
It's as far as I go. <laughs> Those are all of them. Lady, I'm not flirting with you. <laughs> Stay back, temptress. <laughs> Would you like a receipt? Lady, please. <laughs> she, on the other hand, does flirty things, and I don't think she's realizing it. Mm-hmm. Worst I'm... part is that it's right in front of me when I'm with her. <laughs> How flirty. I, ne- I need details. Anyway, this morning we were at the gym and we were talking to a mutual friend of ours. She was commenting on how amazing his legs look and she took a Snapchat video to show the world how great his legs are, etc. <laughs> to her, legs are the most attractive feature of a man <laughs> and she obviously loves mine. What the fuck? <sighs> it just keeps getting worse. Why is your girlfriend legs, so maybe. so horny for legs? I would never, I'm like under any, I can't think of a single circumstance where we're like, oh, hey, bro, can I just Snapchat your legs real quick? <laughs> that definition is popping. I got to snap that shit. Look, I'll tell people if their legs are looking good. I'll be like, oh, damn, your calves. What's going on there? I'm not going to take well, a picture of them. Yeah, that's because you haven't been uh, banned from <laughs> communicating with women out of respect. <laughs> Uh, I, I really like, though, that he tosses in there, um, she obviously loves mine. <laughs> of course I, she does. What are they doing in the bedroom? I don't... I, the legs, it's weird. Just scissoring. Yeah, they're Just doing... Scissoring. They're doing scissoring, but uh, instead of it being at the pelvis... They're locking their knees together just and scissoring there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what bothers me is that if I did the same thing with a female friend of ours, talked about the friend's ass and took a video and posted it on Snapchat, uh, 100% chance my girlfriend would turn bitter and shut off. She has done this for far less serious things in the past. <laughs> I, look, it's fucking crazy weird to Snapchat someone's legs. It's I also weird. think it's very distinct from Snapchatting someone's ass. Well, I'm wondering if the comparison he's making is that that's the body part that's attractive yeah. to him. He's saying she's to. really horny for legs. Like, she like we all horny are. For them. Well, I, I love... Her, I show her my knees. Ooh, she goes crazy. <laughs> Man. Um... Uh, I know it was harmless, and I believe she doesn't realize she's flirting. Maybe she does, but seeing how I'm respectful of the relationship, and she's not really bothered, um, and that she's not really bothers me. I don't really want to come off as insecure, which I'm really not, which is why I've written this 18-paragraph post to Reddit. Uh, any advice on how to proceed with this? Too long didn't read. Flirting is my girlfriend's relationship deal-breaker, but I think she doesn't realize that she's flirting with guys sometimes. Oh, honey, she does. She does. Buddy, she totally knows. She totally knows. Because as she's established, she can tell you uh, what behavior and types of social interaction are permissible for you to do and you you follow the rules. Mm. Uh, and she also has established that she can tell some dude with sweet calves how fucking hot they are and Snapchat them right in front of you. Yeah, And she you'll knows. go, well, I'm busy doing my respect over here, so what am I going to say? You need to stop being a little bitch. Stop being a little bitch and just start replying to women when they speak to you in front of oh, your yeah, girlfriend. Please stop ignoring women. It's super weird. <laughs> oh, Man, my I goodness. Feel like the answer to every single one of these fucking questions is always just communicate. Like, mm, yeah, c- just, communicate that you're breaking up with them. 
<laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> Just fucking, why are you asking, oh, should I say something to her or should I keep my feelings that are ruining my life to myself and then hope the problem just goes away? It's well, so fucking weird. I, f- I feel like there's there's basically only two courses that these things take on Reddit, which is that someone already knows the answer and they're looking for, for validation or confirmation. Yeah. Um, they're, they're saying, you know, am I, am I wrong? Am I unreasonable to feel this way? And then they, they just need two or three hundred people to reply and say, that's fucking crazy behavior that this other person's doing. Um, or you see the slightly rarer scenario, which is somebody who is in denial about it, which is why they've taken it to the, to the people's court of Reddit. Um, and then they set about having individual arguments with every person who replies to them, attempting to refute their own evidence. Yeah, they try to justify and, like, stick up for their partner. That's fucked but up. I, yeah, she's fucking awful to me, but, like, I know that she's doing it out of love. Yeah. So, um, oh. I know I was referring uh, on, a, on a recent episode to wife of the show, my wife, Eleanor, um, has been watching like reality shows. She's been watching a lot of reality shows. She's been watching one called House Rules, where a bunch of dipshits um, renovate each other's houses. And there's a couple on there. You know how like on reality shows they'll they'll often give like couples or people or whatever some sort of descriptor. Mm-hmm. The, you know it'll be like energetic brother and sister these people or whatever yeah. they always have to have some sort of adjective for them and for this couple it's like hot-headed couple this guy and this lady she, lady's got an awful name Ki- kiara with an h um and the man also has a name possibly dave i want to say maybe dave and he is like um uh, just borderline comatose that level of stupid um and and she is just just horribly abusive like and so they they refer to them the whole time as hot-headed couple this thing (laughs) when she's just yelling all the time i assume yeah and so like any anything that happens at any point of the show they immediately start having a massive fight with each other um and then the guy will be like look we shouldn't fight and she's like, you should shut up and listen to me. And he goes, <laughs> you're right, babe. And, uh, oh, God. And like, uh, it was an episode on yesterday. She was wearing a hard hat and uh, had, had like written on it, warning, uh, firecracker or some shit like Ugh. that. And, and I was just really struck by that whole thing of like, when people think that that just like recurrent terrible behavior is a personality trait. Yeah. They think they think that's like some sort of core part of your personality. If you can't handle me at my fucking awful screaming dickhead who's constantly abusing you, you don't deserve me at my when I'm doing that less than usual. Uh and I don't understand it. I don't understand that whole thing of like who who are these people? What is your life like? Terrible, obviously. Yeah. Mm. What's, what's what's yeah. What's your life like if if you just go, oh, well, here's my th- my thing. My thing that I do is um, I'm awful to everyone and I shout in people's faces until I get my way. And then I just explain it as being like, oh, well, you know, you know what I'm like. Super normal. It's I love thing. saying I'm a bitch is like a cute personality trait. Yes. Hilarious. I just love a it. Bitch. Uh, yeah. 
get it on a shirt, you know. Mm. The bitch is bad. That kind of stuff. It's very good. It's very good to me. So anyway, folks, tune in and catch that show if you want to see some people just um, really have their marriage fall apart on see TV. See some white people fighting while they renovate shit. Yep. It's going to town on each other. It's like Awful. me being a kid again. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, folks, thank you for joining us for this our 50th year of doing the podcast. Thank you for attending our little anniversary dinner. Yep. Um, um, leave we'll your piles of gold by the door. Yes. We'll be having uh, cursory sex that none of us really want to have, but feel like we have to because it's an anniversary. It's an anniversary, yeah. Yep. We will go yeah. through the motions of pretending that it's exciting. Uh, neither, neither of us. Uh, only neither Andrew us. and I are doing this. <laughs> yep. uh, but we'll do it nonetheless. And both of us are just thinking about going to sleep. Oh, God, but we think the other person's really into it. (sighs) 50 long years of doing this podcast, folks, and we're still just hammering our genitals together. Hoping Mm -hmm. it clicks one day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we will, of course, be having the after party for the 50th anniversary episode uh, over on our bonus episodes, which you can find over on patreon.com forward slash Punta Vista. After party, be sexy. It's going to be a swingers party because <laughs> we're 50 and we don't want to look at each other. It's going to be yep. a bowl full of keys. Got to put your keys in the bowl as soon as you get in there. What what age do you reckon you have to get to before you can start having key parties? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like that number's just going to go up and up, you know. Like, yeah. it's my birthday party on Saturday night. I'm having a bunch of mates around. If I just have like a fishbowl around and I put just some starter keys in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my keys. Just <laughs> a, a set of keys uh, just to sort happens. of let people know what the deal is. Yeah. Just see how it's gone. See what the deal is at the end of the night. Yeah. If anybody asks, you can just be like, oh, somebody just left those there. I don't know anything about it. Oh, did you also... Put your keys in there. That's interesting. Oh, ooh. <laughs> oh, let me. Well, I'll just get my well, keys I, out. Hey, these aren't solidarity. my keys. Ooh. Oh, oh, I guess. My keys. Better obey the rules of the key bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll let everyone know how that goes. Uh, we got a crime pass for this week. Oh. Um. Hmm. I guess. I don't know if you this is... You can flick one person in the balls. In the balls. I don't know if we want to use the crime pass... <laughs> for sexual assault. For sexual assault. No. Uh, I retract that. I think... No, well, you, I, you can fl- you can flick someone's balls as long as you don't make contact. <laughs> as long as it's a cop. You Ooh. can flick a cop in the... I, won't, I don't recommend it. Yeah, don't flick but. any Queensland cops' balls or anything. Is using a VPN... To access the US version of Amazon uh, Crime? Probably, yes. Well, we'll crime past that one. Yeah, that's good. Although you've still got to, to, like, Postmates it or some shit because you can't fucking deliver it to an Australian address. But then uh, Australia Post has that service they have now where you can, they give you a proxy address and then they'll mail it to Australia for you. So you could just do that. Well, imagine if you could just order a thing off a site and have it sent to you. Oh, no, it should be a five-step process that costs you seven times as much. I think that's much better. Yeah, then you've got to go pick it up from the store. <laughs> well, that's it, folks. Uh, feel free to leave us a five to ten star review on iTunes. 
as high as you can get on the scale anyway. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know what it goes up to. If it goes up to 100, put 100. You know? Personalized compliments for each of us. Ooh, yes. And yes. Uh, be sure to join the conversation by uh, tweeting at the hashtag Buntavista. Uh, don't tweet at the account. Just use the hashtag. Uh, and today, th- this week, well, for next week's episode, we're talking about what, whatever's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Just tweet what, whatever you're thinking. Whatever you're doing. Whatever, literally every tweet you do for the next week, we chuck the hashtag on up. there and we'll yeah. go through them all. Tell it us will about be your day. the single worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> I, I feel like this is just another kind of work for me to do now. I'm going to have to gather up these. Well, I mean, I said this uh, because I wasn't thinking of any of the words that were coming out of my mouth. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was staring at the the incredible poster on my wall from friend of the show Heather. Uh it is this weird eighties picture of a woman playing pool and she's white and she has a giant afro and she has like a business shirt sort of unbuttoned. You can't see the nips, but she's also wearing business pants. It's a it's incredible. I got distracted. Anyway, folks, uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Punta Vista. You can get yourself some bonus episodes, five bucks a month. Uh, you can get yourself some merchandise, puntavista.com slash merchandise. I might even update that site one day. Who knows? Maybe Ooh. I won't. <laughs> okay. And uh, until then, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.